Hello there, and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent book club, uh, episode 18. We're in chapter 8, and we're in, which is restoration, and we're in part 2, which is called forgiveness. And uh, it, there's some thoughts in the chapter on the prodigal son, and I hope you enjoy those, the story of the prodigal son, the need to to be to forgive to be forgiven to receive forgiveness those kind of things but i just wanted to talk to you a bit about forgiveness and why i believe that prayer is actually quite helpful in forgiveness i know a lot of people that say to me i've prayed about it i need to forgive this person and i've prayed about it and i've gone to god and i've gone please 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 help me forgive please 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 help me forgive it's kind of a stomach clenching constipation kind of prayer that goes please god help me to forgive uh, there's nothing wrong with that prayer. I'm just not sure it's the most uh, releasing uh, kind of prayer where forgiveness is concerned. So I want to give you a couple of other ideas of what you might do uh, to pray about being able to forgive somebody. I want to say one very important thing before I go any further, though. I'm talking about a particular kind of forgiveness in this episode, and it's actually the forgiveness of things that are in truth perhaps not all that serious so I'm going to reference uh, kind of situations that I might have been in and they will all be situations where it's maybe that someone has said something that slightly offended me or someone's done something that's annoyed me or what I am not talking about in this episode is very deep-rooted um, uh, and very trauma-inducing kinds of treatment which are not easy to forgive and should not be easy to forgive. So it's a little caveat there to say that if what you're uh, thinking about as I'm talking about forgiveness is something really quite dark and painful, something that has truly coloured your life in a deep way, I do not want you to hear that all you need to do are these little things and it'll all be fine. your story is a different one and your journey to forgiveness will be longer and windier uh, and therefore what you need to know as much as what all of us need to know is that forgiveness is not a prerequisite for prayer. There are a couple of scriptures that kind of give the idea almost that basically if we can't forgive people we might as well not bother coming to God. Well actually that's not true at all, that's not what those scriptures mean Uh, And also, if you just look at the example of the father in the prodigal son, there you've got uh, a son who comes home, doesn't even manage to get the words out to ask for forgiveness before he's swept up in an embrace. You know, uh, we don't need, there's no access code to the presence of the father. There's no one at the door going, well, I'm sorry, you can't come in because you haven't forgiven so-and-so or you haven't dealt with this issue. The door is wide, wide, wide open for you and me at any time. In fact, it's not even a place we go into. He is just there. He is just present with us by his spirit all the time, no matter what stage of the forgiveness journey we're on. So before I share my three little thoughtlets, uh, dispel from your minds any idea that even if you're nowhere near being able to do these things, Uh, dispel from your mind that that means that you can't pray it doesn't mean anything like that at all it means uh, he desperately longs to be with you because his presence above all things is what releases us to forgive it is being in the presence of the one who loves us completely that's what unlocks and unblocks in us but 
if you are dealing with something which in the scheme of things is relatively minor, in fact, you've probably been beating yourself up a little bit going, I don't know why this is bothering me so much. I really shouldn't be this hung up about it. Uh, here's a few things that might help. Uh, the first one uh, is that very beautiful process of handing the person over. Uh, when I first learnt this, it was a twins like kind of seriously kind of handing them over, hand them over to the judge because he'll deal with them. Actually, I've got a little softer about it in my old age. You know what? There's no one I know in this universe more wise, more just, more compassionate, more kind, more righteous, more true, more fully able to bring justice than God. And if someone has hurt me, annoyed me, frustrated me, made me frightened, whatever it may be, then really the only thing I know to do with them is in my mind's eye to take them by the hand and walk them to the Father and say, can you hand, hand the hand over? Can you take that hand? Can you take them and can you bring uh, something good into this situation for me? And that is the act of forgiveness, actually. At a very simple level, it is handing them over, not in a kind of handing them over to, to to destruction, but handing them into the care of the one who is the most just in all of the universe, the one who works justice and saying, God, I entrust them to you that you might work justice in this situation. It is not my job to avenge. It is not my job to make them see straight. It is not my job to get my point across uh, until they uh, agree that I'm right about things. It is simply my job to bring them to you in prayer. So that's the first thing I do. The second thing I do is that I try to get to the heart of what I'm actually angry about. Now, for me, when I am, and I suspect the same might be true for quite a lot of you too, when I am when I need to forgive, there is usually anger in the mix, okay? There's usually some kind of grrr in me about something that's happened. And I would tell you, if you ask me in that moment, that that anger is all and wholly about what the person's done. I'm angry because they did this. I'm angry because they said that. If only they apologised, if only they put that right, I'd be fine. Um, well... Let me tell you, there have been occasions, because I know some pretty amazing people, when people who've made me angry have actually come and apologised. And I've gone, thanks for apologising, that's fine, I forgive you. And I've still been angry. And I've gone away and I felt awful. I've been like, why am I still angry? It's supposed to be okay now. But it's not okay. I'm still angry about what they did. Actually, I'm not really. There's another kind of anger in us, and it's to do with... Uh, the anger at how we feel God, uh, what we feel God allowed to happen. Do you remember the older brother in the story of the prodigal son? He was very angry, wasn't he? He was, and he was angry with, with his brother for understandable reasons. Uh, and actually he couldn't forgive. He, he yeah, looks in the stories that he could not release that forgiveness. And But the anger interestingly spills out, not just against the brother, but against his father. You didn't even give me one goat uh, to party with my friends. Uh, you know, there's underneath the anger with his brother, there's an anger with his dad for allowing it to happen. 
is an anger with his dad for seemingly colluding and now seeming to be absolutely fine about it without having brought about any kind of justice. And and we actually need to get to that anger with God that is in us, because if we don't, it will outlast even the the person apologising or something like that. So I try to ask myself, okay, I'm angry with that person, but God, what is my anger towards you? Is there some little bit in there that is actually that I'm pretty naffed off with you for the way you've allowed this thing to go? And when I do that, I'm able to be honest about it. And it often uncovers a hurt in me to do with feeling that God perhaps hasn't looked after me or hasn't cared for me or protected me or or taken my part or whatever when I can get to that usually releases quite a sadness I'm I usually I'm usually in tears by that point but do you know what strangely it does find it does make forgiveness a teeny bit easier because as I access that place of God it just didn't feel much like you actually care about me in all of this it gives God the opportunity to speak truth to me. It gives the spirit the opportunity to reassure me, to wrap me round with a sense of the fact that I am loved and I am cared about. A bit like the father said, you know, everything to the to the brother, everything I have is yours. You know, there's such a love in that, which uh, is a terrible knife edge, that story, isn't it? I, what did the older brother do? Because uh, we're not, there's not a certainty that he actually went with the whole forgiving thing. But there is a warmth that the father was able to express to him. So that's the second thing. The third thing I do is to pray for the person. Now, careful here, because um, I've got quite a repertoire of praying for people. So I have to be a little bit wary. Uh, I can pray for the person and I can say, well, Lord, what I want you to do is to change them. I'm praying for them, Lord. I'm praying that they will see the error of their ways. I'm praying, Lord, that some deep conviction will fall upon them and they will realise how badly they have treated me. Uh, That isn't the kind of prayer that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the prayer that thanks God for who that person is. I'm talking about the prayer that considers what that person's need might be that I've lost sight of in the middle of my anger. I'm talking about the prayer that gently and graciously and uh, hopefully wants the very best for that person. And I will try to forge a prayer. I might even write a little prayer for that person, just saying thank you, God, for who they are. And this is my best wish for them this is what I really want for them for the best to happen Uh, and do you know I do find that surprisingly releasing it does not let me just qualify here before I finish it does not that prayer doesn't mean I've forgiven them by the way forgiveness does sometimes take time and I haven't necessarily forgiven them by the time I've come to the end of these stages Uh, I might still be feeling furious and struggling to release forgiveness But when I pray that prayer, when I pray for the best for them, uh, without my own agenda clouding that prayer, it releases grace into the situation. And even if I can't forgive then, releasing grace is always a positive thing to do. There's a a little thing in the um, sustaining it 
activities in this chapter, just about the fact that it um, unforgiven, not being able to forgive is a bit like having a blocked drain, a, bit, a blocked sink. And sometimes it's very hard to release. And so what we do is we kind of just pour grace into that sink, let grace do its work. And it's a bit like a, a sink unblocker. It's a bit like a grace is a isn't it's a gentle thing, but it's an active agent emotionally and spiritually. And so the more grace you receive and the more grace you pour out, the more it un clogs things and it loosens whatever's blocking and you will eventually find you can well you'll probably find you go to prayer and you've actually already forgiven the person and you hadn't really even noticed so those are my three tips give the person over to God for him to do the best with because he's the most fair judge that you can ever wish to meet Uh, the second one having handed that person over, is to look into your own self. Look at the anger that you feel. Okay, there's anger about the person, but is there something that you're angry about towards God? Is there something that that is grieving you in your relationship with him, some, some way you feel he's let you down? Get to that and pray about that. And thirdly, um, release grace by praying those prayers praying that prayer for the other person praying your best for the other person i do hope that's helpful Uh, it's a very complex subject and i've taken a bit more time than i normally do but i hope that that will give you some ways forward uh, in the yeah in this journey of learning to forgive